Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Chinese state-owned firms are significantly building up their presence near one of the world's busiest oil transitways, the Strait of Hormuz in the Middle East. About a third of the world's seaborne crude oil passes through that strait, which narrows to just about 20 miles between Iran and the Arabian Peninsula. And now, China's growing commercial footprint in the area is fueling worries from U.S. national security hawks that Beijing could develop dangerous influence over a major checkpoint for petroleum shipments. Another concern, some believe China is laying the groundwork for its military to become a presence in the strait. So today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre on China's Middle East buildup and how it's causing national security worries for the U.S. It's Thursday, February 9th. We're talking about billions of dollars and basically, I think one of the big ones is a fuel storage facility. There's another kind of port facility that they're really Chinese state-owned companies are putting money into. Uh, They've already got a pipeline to deliver fuel from one part of Oman closer to the Straits. And when all of these things are kind of combined, there's just basically Chinese companies, which are backed by the Chinese government, which is tied to the Chinese Communist Party are really expanding the area of influence they have in the Straits. And that's a big deal that a lot of China watchers and natural security watchers are keeping an eye on to see how they play this. Yeah. And so why is that? Why is this making some U.S. national security hawks nervous? And how does it potentially clash with U.S. interests? Well, where it's at right now is analysts say this is giving China a lot of options, one of which is they could play the same play they did in Djibouti, where what starts off as a commercial enterprise and kind of grows in that way all of a sudden becomes a military base as the Chinese PLA, the People's Liberation Army, moves in and takes over. So Djibouti, years ago, started out in the same way that these facilities in the Straits of Hormuz did with just commercial activity. But then over time, the military moves in. And then the next thing you know, uh, the Chinese military is flashing lasers at American pilots going by and kind of making their presence known with naval ships in the area. So what the analysts are concerned about is, is this going to stay commercial in the Straits? Or is it going to become a military presence in what is like one of the busiest oil transit ways? I mean, all this oil that comes from the Middle East Much of it flows south through the Strait of Hormuz to go to Asia and India. They're worried that with China's growing muscle in the area, what's already kind of a, to a certain extent, a tense geopolitical region because of all this oil traffic could become even more so as the U.S. potentially bumps head with China in that waterway. Right. And so how engaged is the Biden administration on handling this threat? Obviously, the broader conflict with China has been a central focus of this administration and just members of both parties in Congress. Yeah, the administration officials told me that they're aware that this is going on. They're keeping an eye on it. But it still seems it's a little bit wait and see, because to a certain extent, these are still just the companies making this movements. And so they haven't seen a a naval presence yet or a military presence yet there from China. But one thing they are concerned about, and I felt the private companies were concerned about this too, is that you don't necessarily need naval ships to be there to be a kind of military or, or a strategic 
uh, or a national security issue, you could just have individual members of the PLA show up to these facilities and using espionage equipment, kind of figure out who's moving what where in that area. You know, where is this oil going to or what kind of machinery are, they, are other countries using? So it could be is also not just military, but kind of an espionage outpost. But for right now, the administration is not saying publicly what, if anything, it's doing about it, just that it's aware of the situation and it's keeping an eye on it. Right. And so even if a military buildup isn't inevitable, as some experts told you, how is China's presence in the area potentially disruptive to oil markets? Well, you have two of the world's biggest competitors right now, the U.S. and China, bumping up against each other in a strategically important area. The, the strait is a major potential choke point for oil deliveries. And as you've seen, like with the U.S. and Iran or the U.S. and Iran and anybody kind of in the Middle East, in the Persian Gulf, it doesn't necessarily have to take like a huge military action to kind of spook markets. Just the threat of there could be some military action if the saber rattling gets kind of louder is enough to kind of spook the markets and you might see prices rise, which in the U.S., even though we're a major exporter and producer of our own oil, our oil prices are still dependent on global markets. So it doesn't necessarily take like live fire going anywhere in the strait to kind of throw a wrench into how these things work. And the market has to adjust to what could become like a new strategic hotspot in the area. Also, a Southern California lawmaker, Chris Holden of the State Assembly, is launching a renewed effort to expand California's participation in the Western Regional Energy Grid. The bill would transition the California Independent System Operator into a regional transmission organization and is intended to enable more sharing of power across state lines. The move is part of an effort to expand options as California and other states shift to renewable energy and climate change puts increasing strain on the power grid. Currently, California's power transmission is interconnected with 14 other states, British Columbia, and Alberta. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power-switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music at today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.